Sermon number 572, The Church in Your Home, text Matthew 10.36, A man's foes will be those of his own household. Preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on Family Sunday or Mother's Day, May 9th, 1971. Matthew, the 10th chapter, beginning to read at the 34th verse. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the world. No, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I came to set sons against their fathers, daughters against their mothers, daughters-in-law against their mothers-in-law, a man's worst enemy will be the members of his own family. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up his cross and follow in my steps is not worthy of me. Whoever tries to gain his own life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will gain it. A comment that is heard by every pastor of every church There's something like this. I don't know what's wrong with me, Reverend, but I just don't feel at home in this or some other church. Now, whenever I hear that comment, I immediately begin to ask myself some questions. First of all, what is it that this person is trying to say when... He claims he does not feel at home within a fellowship of the church. Well, it has to mean one of two things. Either he does not feel at ease and comfortable with the theology and the doctrinal creeds of that particular church, or more likely, and usually this is the case, what he is trying to express is that he does not feel in a particular congregation that sense of love, that awareness of another, that openness, that frankness, that joy, that cooperation, which he feels and knows within the confines of his own home. Of course, when you answer this question, then naturally it is followed with another question, what can be done to remedy the situation? How can we help this person to feel more at home within the church? Many suggestions come from all sorts of areas. There are those who suggest, and we're very thankful for these comments, that perhaps somewhere during the worship service, we each Sunday should spend time in standing up extending a right hand of fellowship and introducing ourselves to a new face in the congregation. 
That might help, and don't be too surprised if some Sunday during the time of the ritual of friendship we do ask you to do this. There are other people who feel that friendship, joy, concern, and love can be legislated. And therefore, all a preacher has to do is stand up, give the people a good scolding, and tell them to be more friendly, and automatically they're going to become happy and begin to speak to everyone they meet. Then there are always those who say, we need more church dinners, more church fellowships, more socials, more activities that bring us together and make us to work, and then we will be a friendlier church. Well, that might be so, but you know, it's always strange to me, these people that advocate such a philosophy, when the fellowship program does hold such dinners, they're usually not here, they're at home or some other place. There are all sorts of things that come to mind as to what might be done to remedy that feeling of lonesomeness that some people do have within a church. That question is not as easy to answer as was the first and it requires a great amount of consideration and constant working at trying to find solutions. And one solution that I have found comes in the form of a question, a question which I would like you on this Mother's Day or Christian Family Sunday to think about, a question which is posed this way. if. You are one of those individuals who do not feel at home in the church. Tell me, do you feel at church in your home? That's right. You heard me correctly. And I know most of you now are questioning by asking for further clarification of the question. I'll repeat it. If you do not feel at home in the church, tell me, do you feel at church in your home? That's just a clever way of trying to ask you in the fellowship of your own home, do you have an atmosphere of worship of the Almighty? Is there something within your particular dwelling which has an address that something extra that compels a attitude of reverence on the part of anyone who enters that dwelling? Do the pictures on your walls, the, the books that line your library shelves, does the language that is spoken in that house, both in volume and its choice of vocabulary, does it indicate to everyone and anyone, stranger, friend, or member, that they are in the presence of a holy place? Is there a genuine, fresh effort made time to time on the part of the members in the family of, of gathering together and just thanking God for each other? Is there a sense of gratitude in that family that is felt in the, on the smiles in the face and the and the joy and the laughter in realizing that we are very fortunate stewards of God, that we are given this house, this lovely home, for a time as, as trustees, that we are people who live in the hand of a benevolent God, from whom all blessings flow. 
family devotions. You have them? I remember once, several years ago, the young teenager telling me that never in his life could he remember a time when he heard his father or his mother pray out loud. Does your home have that spirit of the church, which is a, an atmosphere of worship of Almighty God? When I ask you, are you at church in your home, I, I'm asking, is there a common obedience to Jesus Christ in your home? You see, every home, whether we like to admit it or not, has, has a ruler, has a leader. Who is the ruler or leader in your home? From an observer's point of view, I would say in some of your homes it's the father, or in some it's the mother. Some of your homes has as the controlling force the smallest child or the baby. <laughs> some even have a favorite pet as being the one that controls the activities of the house. When, when a decision has to be made, what is the criterion? that you use the prejudice of a bigoted father, the power of a domineering mother, the whining of an undisciplined child, or the teachings of Jesus Christ as they have been revealed to you by the power of his Holy Spirit through his word in your heart. It has to be someone or something. When the decision has to be reached, do the members of your family talk about it together? And is it made in the light of the teachings of Almighty God? Or is it according to the teachings of Dr. Spock? Or according to some other psychologist? Or or according to some particular dominating power that is within your home. When I ask, do you feel a church in your home, I, I'm really asking, is there within the confines of your four walls that fellowship of love? That fellowship of love which makes out of that four-letter word something just not that is talked about, but something that is done. Love is something that you do. And in your homes you have that kind of love that Paul talks about, a love that is patient, a love that is kind, a love that beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, a love that shall never, 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 never fail, no matter how dastardly the deed and how ugly the one committing it. Do you have that kind of love in your home that no matter what you have done, you know that you can go home and someone will still love you? When I ask, 
Do you feel a church in your home? I'm asking, is there some concentrated mission which you and the members of your household are involved in in trying to further the teachings of Jesus Christ and bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth? Is there some effort which you as an individual or you as a collective unit is in the family? Is there something that you are trying to do, no matter how small that part might be, in trying to help eradicate from this world those evils like racism and poverty and pollution and war? Is your home one that is known by friend and stranger alike as being one that is trying to do something in this world other than just make a noise? Is your home one that is known on the block as being one in which words like hate and kill and nigger are never used? Is your home in mission? A mission the like of which a church is to be involved in if it's to be truly the church of Jesus Christ. May we never forget that the strongest, though perhaps the smallest, political power that exists in the world today is still the home. Advertisers haven't forgotten this. That industry throws millions of dollars, billions of dollars each year in trying just to entice that particular unit which it understands as being the strongest unit in this nation or any nation. Well, the church had better not forget it either. And you can have all the marches that you want in this world. You can try to have all the legislation you might desire in this world. But if the kingdom of evil is to be defeated by the kingdom of God, it's going to be because of the influence that God exerts through the first institution that he ever created, and still the most powerful institution there is in the world, the Christian home. This is where it all begins. And one of the things that I would like and hope that maybe some of you are experiencing right now in asking yourselves these particular questions is the coming to the place where you can ask, well, what can we do to make our homes Christian? What can we do to make our homes a church? The answer to that is relatively simple, and I'm not going to go all over it again. The difficulty comes not in finding the answer, the difficulty comes in doing the answer. And these words will be spoken, they'll be heard by hundreds, and many will do absolutely nothing about responding to that particular question. But still we present it, hoping that some of you people, under the guidance of God, will realize that within your own far walls you have a dynamite of power for God for helping to build the kingdom here on earth. And it will be accomplished only when the spirit of the church is within your home. And it can be. 
But it can be only if you are willing to do something about it. And it makes no difference if you are a father or a mother, a son or a daughter, a husband or a wife. You can be part of that influence that helps to make the spirit of the church in your home. And you do it by beginning today to try to make your home like the church where there exists an atmosphere of worship, an obedience to Jesus Christ, a fellowship of love, and a sense of mission to help build the world for God. But it can be done, as I say, only if people are seriously taking the responsibility which God has entrusted to the Christian home. You see, one of the facts of history that we so easily forget is that long before God instructed man to build a cathedral, and long before he taught man how to put a steeple upon a meeting house, he met man in the confines of a home. When you read in the second chapter of Acts about God's Holy Spirit coming down at Pentecost, you find it not coming down upon an ecclesiastical gathering of people in church. You find it coming upon a group of people who had a church in the home, perhaps the home of John Mark. This is where God's Spirit came first. And the church was born out of a sense of necessity, out of a sense where they needed more room to bring church homes together in one place. And that's how the ecclesia, those called out, the church, was formed. And the church today is really nothing more than a group of homes coming together to worship God, to find out more about the teaching of Jesus Christ so that they can go out into the world and be the church through their home. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the important thing to remember is not to ask yourself whether or not you feel at home in the church, but for the sake of this nation, for the sake of the kingdom of God, for your sake, the important thing is to ask whether or not the church is within my home. The task is not easy. It will be very difficult for those of you who have not been practicing the spirit of the church within your home to begin today. As a matter of fact, the Master himself said that an individual, when he tries to be like Christ in his home, he is liable to find that the worst enemies he will ever have to face in life will be those of his own household. The task is not easy, and God said nowhere that it would be, that God has entrusted us with the great task of making the church great here on earth, and that will be accomplished only when you feel at home within this church, and that can be done only when there is a church in your home. Our Father and our God, we're thankful that thou hast placed this concept of the family in our midst, and that each one of us has come into this world the same way, through the miracle of birth, and most of us 
have had the opportunities of being raised in a home patterned after the church. Lord, be with our homes, bless them, and help those who now go from this place determined to make their dwelling a miniature kingdom of God here on earth. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.